This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp's software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks to MasterCard for sponsoring this episode. Head to mastercard.com backslash small biz to learn how they're amplifying and supporting black women entrepreneurs. I think that it's just really important as young women, you know, just women in general or anybody young in general is understand where you want to go, but don't ever stop wanting to go somewhere, right? So you may want to be a doctor today, but tomorrow it might change, but that's great. Just don't stop wanting to go somewhere, even if you have to commute. You're listening to Money Moves, powered by Greenwood, a finance podcast dedicated to dropping all the knowledge and gems from the world's leading celebrities, entrepreneurs, and experts in tech, business, and more. I'm your host, angel investor, technology enthusiast, and media personality, Tanya Sam. Each week, we talk with guests who are making significant strides in their fields and learn how they are making their money move. If you're someone who's looking to make your money move, you're in the right place. So open up your notes app and lock us in because this podcast will give you the keys to the kingdom of financial stability, wealth, and abundance you so rightly deserve. Before we start the episode, I'd like to remind you to check us out at gogreenwood.com and follow us on social media at Greenwood and me on all things social at It's Tanya Time to stay locked in to new episodes. Welcome back, Money Movers. In our last segment, we had the privilege of diving into the captivating journey of our guest, Barku Tubman Zawolo. Today, get ready for another dose of inspiration as we continue our conversation with Barku. You're a total New Yorker, but you're also like, you're, you know, acknowledging like I was in boarding school, which I think for the average Black kid growing up in New York, their parents weren't, and this feels very African to me. They were like, you're going to go to this boarding school because boarding school in the U.S. feels like punishment or this, but I think overseas it's it's 
privilege. It's like, I'm going to say privilege. It's, it's normal. I mean, there's so many other Africans yeah. who actually get to go to school, mostly in, 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 in abroad. London, right? Yes. Switzerland and in some in the U S but it, to your point, like it's, it's very, that privilege thing. I did not want to go to boarding school though. Cause I loved being a day student. I love my United Nations international school friends. We were all from different countries. It was literally going to school. And, and like, when you went to a friend's house, it felt like you were traveling yeah. to the country because they they were so engrossed in their, in their traditions and culture when you went to their homes. Yeah. And so I, I definitely was like, why do I have to go to go to boarding school? But it all worked out. I ended up really loving boarding school after the first three months. <laughs> There's a little period. I get that. So when you were studying to go to school and like, I always talk about my parents were like, you have to be either a doctor, lawyer, accountant, this, or a failure. That's like how African, what did you think of like growing up? You were like, I'm going to be X and that is what success will be oh to me. Oh my God. That is so funny. So I did not have that career. I, I think I always, as a young girl, was just always, I'm loud, you know, in Liberia. <laughs> or it, they would be like, this, she's very frisky. She's very frisky. Oh. Like, I was, I was fresh. I, you know, I, I, I was opinionated. I spoke up. God is paying his debt because I have a daughter who's very like, much like me right now. <laughs> um, and, and I think one of the things that I always wanted to be, I did not know how. I used to be like, I, I, I want to be famous. Right. Mm, I didn't I didn't know how it was going to happen. Right. I knew I was not going to be a doctor because. So let me be honest on here. Not everybody's going to be great at school. Right. That's right. I graduated from college because I knew the only way that I would keep having my parents at least try to help me throughout you know, <laughs> adulthood is I got to stay in school. That is the one requirement. You have to stay in school. I am yeah. very grateful that they made me stay in school. It's been very helpful for me, but I wasn't an A student. Right. Mm -hmm. I, I was not her. I am the girl who knows a little bit of everything, but then I come together to know a little, a lot of bit of life. If that makes okay, sense. I just have to stop there for y'all money movers that are listening in. Like, you know, I love this honesty because sometimes people are like, I was great. I always knew I'd be this. You're like, I knew I wanted to be famous. I wasn't a good student. And here you are the, you know, chief of staff for Essence Ventures. You're in venture capital. So there's a lot of ways to skin his cat here. Tons of them. So fear not. We're yeah, I, I, I think you, you have to play to your own strength, right? And and mm -hmm. and and I and I always say to to young people when I do speak to them, you know, I've spoken at graduations, and I always say my 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 speech is usually I challenge you to fail because I think there's a lot of character that's built from failure. Failure means you even woke up to try. Um, mm -hmm. Not trying for me, you've already failed. So mm -hmm. I, I think it's I think it's important to to play to your strength. If you know you are not the person who's going to be a doctor um, or don't want to be, I think you need to find the right ways to have those conversations with your parents because your parents want you to be those things because they want the best for you. I don't think they yes. want it. Right. And, and in some cases, they just want to brag too. Right. So. Right. But I think it's important to understand like what. Um, you want to be how you want to be it. Like, so I'm not famous, but what I did learn was able to get myself in an industry that aligned me with famous people. Mm -hmm. I love powerful people, specifically powerful women. I just think there's so much to learn from them. I think how they navigate the world because it's already difficult being a woman in any society. Um, being a black woman adds another layer to it. Being an African woman adds another layer to it, right? So I think I think that it's just really important as young women you know, just women in general or anybody young in general is understand where you want to go, but don't ever stop wanting to go somewhere. Right. So you uh, may want to be a doctor today, but tomorrow it might change, but that's great. 
just don't stop wanting to go somewhere, don't even if you're wanting the journey. So let's get back to like, how did you start your entrepreneurial journey? You've gone through music, you've, you know, you're in venture now, like what were the early, what did the early days look like? Let's talk about this career trajectory. Cause I know it's been multifaceted. I'm not in venture in like your, the traditional way. I think I, I, I'm more in venture in the sense that I happen to work with people who are, and my goal is to connect them to the right entrepreneurs, right. Amazing. Um, and, and connect entrepreneurs to the right people who can support their ventures. Right. Mm-hmm. My entrepreneurial journey, I think just started, I, I am a control freak. Oh, I love this. The real tea. I I am I am a control freak. I like to I like to determine my course of action. I like to determine where I've got to go, where I want to go, how I get there. Um, and I think as an entrepreneur, I, I didn't even realize I probably was that early on because I did start with jobs and but I also quickly realized I wanted to do things my way. Right Mm -hmm. now, there's a gift and a curse to some of that, because part of a job, especially early on, is where you get a lot of education. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, You know, even as I sit in the role, as I sit in now, my CEO always says to me, she says, you know, use this job. She says, I know you're such an entrepreneur. Use this job as if this is your internship to you becoming the best entrepreneur ever, an entrepreneur who runs the business as opposed to an entrepreneur who is the business. Because entrepreneurs tend to sometimes, oh, she's she's amazing. Great advice. Yeah. It's been, I mean, listen, you never get too old or you're never too seasoned to learn. So that that yep. that's that's the thing, right? So so for me, I didn't realize it then, but all of the jobs that I've had and all of the things that I did just sort of led me to sort of decide. You know, I want to do this on my terms, given what I know. So I got into the music business wanting to, I'm about to spill all the tea on Tanya's show. Yeah. Um, I wanted to be a rapper. What? <laughs> yes. And don't forget, I come from African parents, especially back then. Like, they, they, we didn't have WizKid no, and David no, Doe and Boy and Burner Boys, you know, and Thames back then. Okay. Like, and here's the thing. I want people to understand, like. Africa has a long history of like incredible musicians. I get it, right? But your parents were never, it wasn't a respected thing. You no. were like a troubadour. They weren't like, oh, go, they, they'd still be disappointed back then, right? So I get it. So you wanted to be around. I almost am like, can you please freestyle for us? But I will not. I, I, I cannot. <laughs> <laughs> I, I cannot and I will not. But that's what I wanted to be. And yeah. What I learned in wanting to be a rapper is I also realized that there was a business component to how people just showed up. It wasn't like people woke up and just they were just on stage. There's like the business part of that's why it was called them. That's why it's called the music business. And Mm -hmm. so in wanting to learn the the business part, I kind of got sucked in. I think my my father's prayer, I always say his prayers were stronger than mine. Being a politician turned evangelist, he was like rapping. No. As I started to like want to learn the business. I got sucked into artist management Mm. and had the opportunity to work with some amazing, amazing, amazing talent, Usher, New Edition, uh, Boys to Men, Donnell Jones, Next, Queen Latifah, I mean, Outkast, you you, you name it. And, And it was during that time in my early 20s that I wanted to then step away from the companies that I was with and then start my own company. And so... 
I started a company called Miss Boss Lady Entertainment. So my company mm-hmm. now that I have MBL International Group, actually MBL stands for Miss Boss Lady. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp's software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s. She looked like a million bucks. With zero qualifications. She had a Harvard plaque. Tricks her way past a wall of lawyers and agents. She's got all of these Maseratis and Bentleys all in the driveway. Is it like a mansion? Yes, it's a mansion. That this queen of the con uses to scam some of the biggest names in professional sports out of untold fortunes. About six million. Approximately $11 million. Nearly $10 million was all gone employing whatever means necessary to bleed her victims dry. She would probably have sex with one of her clients. Hide your money in your old rich man, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, I get it. I get it. All right. So now here you are. You're like, I learned all these skills and managing artists is really hard, you know, because like, again, you have to have control, attention to detail. Like you gotta, these are big characters. It's not an easy job. And you're also helping people hopefully build the future for themselves, manage their money, um, build their brands. They don't always listen. Um, you know, do deals for them, make sure the deals are actually set up nicely for them, you know, so 
you're negotiating with some really powerful people. You know, uh, you have to get super creative. I am just really, I have the audacity. I just, you know, I, there's probably not too much I think I can't do even while I'm doing it scared, but I will show up to every meeting. Like I, I know I should be there even though I'm probably like, Oh my God. What am I What's doing? Happening? Oh, I love that. I, I appreciate your, your, your candor in that because, you know, oftentimes you'll have people who are so successful and they're just like, I am the boss lady, but it, to be the boss lady, you have to show up scared. Sometimes that fake it to the make it. You don't know what's going on, but you got to show up. You got to like put your pretty dress on or whatever it takes to make you feel empowered and like a superhero yeah, and like show absolutely. up scared and get the job done. Yeah. I mean, I, it's, and it first has to start with you. I, I have, a good amount, a strong sense of self and self-worth. So as much as I'm scared, I know whose I am, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a Christian, right? I know whose I am. So I know that the doors were not, that that door didn't open because I didn't belong there. Now I have to navigate knowing the power that I have, the, the, the things that I've accomplished, the experience that I have, the support that I have around me, um, you know, to, to walk through those doors. But the reality of it is it's not always easy. Right. But you, but you, but you have to do it. And as an entrepreneur, everything falls in your lap, right? Like you, this is your baby, like artist management, you're glorified babysitting somebody else's brand and business. Yeah. Right. Entrepreneur, even though it's my business, it's all on me. Like if I'm sick one day, something may not happen, especially when you're just starting out. It's right. not like I, I will still get paid at the end of the month if I don't nope. show up and I take a week's vacation, especially if I'm starting a business or a brand or whatever it is. So so just, you know, you you have to have a level of self-confidence and trust and belief in what you, you're, you're, you're trying to do um, as an entrepreneur and understand the one thing I learned because I failed a lot. Also, the one thing I learned is. You have to know where your strengths are and where your weaknesses are. You you, yes. you know everything that you, it's like a parent, you know everything you want for your children. That doesn't mean you're the best person to give it to them. Like I could never be the teacher. I know they need to learn, <laughs> but I couldn't be that teacher. So wait, oh, you had, your kids are six now. So COVID would have been like. Geez. Oh, COVID was insane. We were in Liberia and I had to teach. And that's when I was like, you know what? You guys are just not going to learn anything for a little while. Cause. <laughs> I'll okay. try. I get it. I get it. So if you're looking back and, uh, you know, oftentimes there's a, a lot of our money moves audience, they're in music, they're in entertainment, they're looking to break into it. How did you get your break into artist management? Oh my God. So, um, take anything. Right. So I actually, like, like I said, I actually wanted to be a rapper, but I, at that time was working at the limited express, the express stores. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yes. And I was a damn good salesperson. I was like the youngest manager in New York city on Columbus Avenue. Cause usually in New York managers had to be 25 and older, but I was like, I'm good. I'm going to apply for this job. And I got it. I wanted to work in the music business. Cause I was like, I want to learn the business and everybody I knew that had any type of connection, regardless of where they sat, if they were the dentist to the music industry folks or whatever, I'm like, I want to, I want to do this. And, and fortunately my brother, my brother-in-law actually worked with, um, oh my God, like the late greats, Gerald Busby and Clarence Avon, who we just yeah, loved. And, wow. Um, and he was at Motown and he was like, I was like, I really, really want a job you know, in the music business. And he was like, I don't really do the music side. He's, he was, he's a Harvard graduate. So he really did business. He was like business development and, and all of the business ventures that, that the, that Motown was doing at the time. And he was like, but I think our travel agent 
is looking to hire somebody. And I was like, I want the job. So I say all of that to say, you know, sometimes you got to find an end that may not be what you're thinking it's going to be. Yeah. Um, right. And, and, and you also, then you might have to take a pay cut because this is when you're actually working for, it's really more about the experience as opposed to the money. And so, you know, figure out whether you can have a job that at least allows you to pay your bills and then have your side hustle. Because if you think of like people who want to get into the music business, there are, you know, recording studios that mm -hmm. happen to have these ridiculous hours that you need to be there. So it's right. And it's not like you're nine to five. So you no. can get that nine to five. Fortunately, nowadays, people have all these online opportunities that right. you can, you know, you can do some part time stuff and then do focus on on your passion. But what I, what I would suggest is, you know, humble yourself and take an opportunity that is a step in the right direction. You don't, don't look for opportunities. That is the direction. Like you have to be willing to grow. You have to be willing to grind. We're missing that right now. I, I think, you know, there's a lot, I think, in, in that's happening. I think people are fortunately prioritizing mental health back in the day when I got into yes. this. It was, this is when Puffy used to say, you sleep, you sleep when you die. And so, you know, we measure success, <laughs> we measure success by how many hours you did not sleep. Right. And so right. clearly that's not healthy, but I think, you know, find what you're where, where and what you want to be. And I, and, and what I always say to people is there's different ways to get into entertainment. Like there are people who are in the medical field, but they, prioritize clients that are in entertainment because that's the role that they play in entertainment. There are dentists who all of their clients are in the entertainment industry. You know, there are accountants who focus on the entertainment industry. There are lawyers who only want entertainment, you know, clients. So understand where you are and where you want to sit in, in, in the large pie that is the industry. And know your superpowers. Right, you know? exactly. If, you, if that's your background, you can apply it to different industries. And that's how I think, you know, especially in this climate right now where gone are the days where we look at finding one job that we stay yes, in for right. the next 60 years until they give us a retirement watch and then we like Correct. sit around doing whatever on a beach. But you know, look at, you know, when I look at your, you know, incredible career trajectory, you've done so much because you've been able to iterate and evolve and sort of like follow where you want to go, the current. Absolutely. The trends, and, and, and you know, what's so crazy. Like, think about it there. If you go on social media now, there are a gazillion people that want to be artists right? Or social media influencer. They mm -hmm. actually need representation. They need help, right? There you they, go, need, they need like, help. Now, job. you may not necessarily know how to help them, but I can tell you it's easy when it's easier for you to talk to a potential client or a partner or somebody who wants to book that person than for them that person to talk to them because you are that representation. The person can play the good guy or the good girl yeah. and you can be like, well, this is mm -hmm. what they need. I need mm -hmm. them to be here at this time. Can you get me this information? You'd be surprised as how learning on the job is super helpful. One of my, my favorite entrepreneurs is Richard Branson and, and he says, if somebody gives you an opportunity and you don't know what oh, it is, yeah. take it and learn on the job. Yes, I love that. I always say that, you know, remember exactly what it is, but if someone offers you a ride on a spaceship, don't sit there and go, well, what seat is it? Do the windows open? Do the, just get on and go. You're going to outer space. Right, exactly. So you just have to, you, you, you have to just be willing to know that come in ground level and somebody with an entrepreneurial mindset should get that, right? Um, you, you should get that because- yeah. Usually you believe in yourself so much that you actually think you can start something, right? Like you actually, you're like, I can do that. Yeah. I can start that. I can run that. 
I can build that. I can be that. And so that that's the first place. But, you know, getting in the entertainment industry now that it's actually it's opened up in so many ways because of social media and the ways that people come in. But it's still it still is not that easy if you're trying to really insert yourself in a, in a really important, meaningful way. So I would just say that at first it starts with self-confidence too. You also have to humble yourself. That's part of self-confidence is knowing when it's not about you and when you need to be quiet and learn and when you need to say, you know what, I can help you do that intern. If you can afford to intern because you may have a second job intern, everybody needs an intern. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If we helped you make your money move, please share it with your community. Subscribe and leave us a review on iHeartRadio and Apple Podcasts. Follow us on social media at Greenwood and visit us at gogreenwood.com for more financial tips. And remember, money movers, if this were easy, everyone would do it. So take the lessons you've learned from this episode and apply it to your life. Money Moves is an iHeartRadio podcast powered by Greenwood, executive produced by Sunwise Media Inc. For more podcasts on iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Make sure to tune in Monday, Wednesday, and Friday and subscribe to the Money Moves podcast powered by Greenwood so that you too can have the keys to financial freedom you so rightly deserve. Until next time. It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elia Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.